Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to Living Your Life with Leanne Lang. As always, the shout out to John Milkey at Blast Podcast for helping get this up and running and recorded for your listening pleasure. So let's get to it. Actually, let's get physical. You've made it this far. You've either taken advantage of the COVID isolation and taken the time to invest in your physical and mental health, using the extra time to get in a workout, a walk, or maybe even just something active. Or you may have just thrown your arms up in the air and said, now is not the time. There are bigger fish to fry and you just did what you needed to do. Either way, what you did was right for you. However, it is my mission to keep you inspired and to choose a journey towards physical and mental health and it is never too late to start. I brought in a true powerhouse today to kickstart the conversation and trust me, he's seen it all. He's heard all the excuses, felt all the frustrations and worked side by side with thousands of people to help them overcome their personal hurdles. Selected twice as one of Canada's top fitness trainers and national champion for the Canadian Men's Health Foundation. Tommy Europe is one of Canada's most recognized fitness personalities. He's an award-winning fitness coach, a Grey Cup champion, a best-selling author, and known as the tough love television host of The Last 10 Pounds, Boot Camp, and Bulging Brides. Tommy Europe Fitness has grown from one-on-one personal fitness training to include a suite of services, including corporate wellness programs, online training sessions, personal appearances. This is going to be my favorite because he does a ton of stunt work too. Uh, So lead actor training, professional speaking, and so much more. So we are traveling across the country today. We are heading out west to join in out in Vancouver with Tommy. Tommy, so excited. It's great to have you here. I'm glad to chat. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, thank you for the the intro. That was awesome. Well, you know what? Okay, I have to tell you though, Tommy, I was going through your website. I was going through all of your YouTube stuff. Like, where are our videos? We did like a ton of videos together. I'm like, how did I not make the cut? I did not make the cut. There's a lot of them on. You know what? I have to go. Actually, need to go to my YouTube page and like categorize everything because I think, you know, as you you start putting more content out, it just keeps adding up and adding up. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah, we were all. Yeah, we were a we were a while ago though, and I do remember because I had you on as um, you were on for my today's the day. I remember when you came into town, you were in for a a speaking or an event, something to do with football, maybe a training camp, and I remember we recorded a whole bunch of uh, quick videos because I love those videos, and I still to this day use some of your favorite exercises. And I'm going to tell you the one that stuck with me was the lowering down of the legs for eight seconds. Yeah. And, but like, I would always do the leg jobs, but you're like, no, 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 we're going to take eight seconds to go down and we're going to take eight seconds to come up. I still use it. Nice, slow and controlled. I mean, when you're you're training your abs and training your core, the slower you can go and really get those deep core stabilizing muscles, um, the better the exercise is going to be, the stronger you're going to be. And, uh, you know, that's how the six pack will pop out. 
Yeah. As you, as see, I can see you right now and you were already pointing to your abs when you're like, and that's how the six pack comes out. So, so how have you been these days? How is that? How is everything? Because it seems, you know, you've played a number of different roles over the, the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, life is interesting and it's, it's taking me in so many different places. Um, one of the things obviously from speaking uh, and over the last number of years, I've developed my own kind of philosophy which is the shred, the shred mentality, shred philosophy, um, shred being an acronym for strength, heart, resilience, efficiency, and discipline. And those, those five elements have, have been present and uh, really driven me from the time I was at Bishop's University to playing pro football and always kind of setting goals, visualizing, looking forward. And, you know, football is something I went after. Then obviously I loved fitness. So I jumped right in there. And then, I, you know, I, I, got to know a bunch of stunt performers and you know I like that kind of, of business so I kind of gravitate uh, with flow and um, you know some things are planned but other things I just know that uh, they're going to work out and I just kind of trust myself and sometimes take chances and you know it's, it's allowed me to do a lot of different things which I'm really really proud of and uh, and fortunate to have had a chance to do. It's interesting because you talk about this method and it and I look at it probably like it didn't happen overnight. It, it's no. things that you have learned and tried and, and trial and error and what was going to kind of feed both the soul and the spirit and the body at the same time, especially as you listed off all the different acronyms to it. Yeah, I mean, and that's what it starts. It starts that way. And then, you know, when I talk about strength. Um, not just physical strength, I'm talking about mental strength, and that's where the visualization and, and things like that come in. Um, I can't remember if I told you this story, but when I was at Bishop's, my rookie year, in training camp, uh, do you remember Abraham Blair? Yep. Well, I know these names from Tony, right? So, so, so he was he was the R8, so the res assistant, and he was right across the hall from me. And, you know, I was a cocky rookie, and, you know, just like everybody else coming in, thinks they should play and things like that, but... I just I deserve to play. And the first game, I wasn't on the roster. I saw my name wasn't on the list. And actually, let me back up. A week before that, Abraham asked me what what I thought my career was going to be like. I said, well, I'm going to play a lot this year. Next year, I'm going to start. And then I'm going to be an all-star and an all-Canadian. I'm going to get drafted. I'm going to play a couple years in the CFL. Then I'm going to go to the NFL. This is before playing one game in college. So lo and behold, my name's not on the list for this first game against Concordia. I walk in. I'm like, all right. I went in, I grabbed my stuff, and I left. I'm, I'm going in the, uh, I get to the, the re residence. I'm calling coaches from the States because I was, you know, I got recruited down there. And they're, did you play a game? No. So Abraham was there. <laughs> and he's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm out of here. I'm not playing. And then he's like, but you just a week ago told me that you were going to, like, and he basically called me on what I said I was going to do and kind of centered me back. And when I was, when I signed in New Orleans, I can remember probably three weeks into it, I get a call from Abraham, a message from Abraham is like, you did it. You actually did it. Because <laughs> I told him step by step what I was going to do. And that's how I kind of run my life. That's how I kind of believe in things. You have to see yourself doing something. And for people that want to get in shape and things like that, if you, if you haven't started yet, you know, don't worry about the past. You can't do anything about that. But looking forward, you can take better care of yourself, um, you know, with, with the way the world is now and different things that are going on. 
you know, you have to take advantage of the opportunity and every day is a new chance to kind of start something new. And that's kind of how I live my life. And, but it does start with, with the mental part of it. And that's why uh, strength is the first pillar. Mm-hmm. I like that. Have you found though that I, it's one thing to be able to visualize and, and I think I try to tell people like visualize what it's actually going to feel like to, to, you know, put on clothes and feel good and visualize what it's going to feel like to actually walk out the door and have the energy to step and walk and then run like you. It's hard for people who haven't had that ability to know how to visualize what the possibility are or how they could possibly feel. And I would think mm-hmm. that is half the battle when you speak with someone who's really like a freshman or a beginner in this, that that would even be hard to conceptualize. I think it's what you get. It really comes down to, you know, what, what that person wants. And, you know, when I, when I do speak to people, it's, you know, Oh, what's your want? And like, what do you mean? What's my want? <laughs> and then, but I'm like, no, really, what, what is it that you want? What's your end goal? So once you know what your end goal is, if it's important enough to you, you're going to do anything and everything. Um, perfect example, somebody who wants, you know, when I was doing the shows, the last 10 pounds boot camp and bulging brides, and, you know, they'd get their meal plans, get their, their workouts. I was training them three times a week. And one of the girls, the first, the first day, does that mean I, I can't drink anymore? And I just kind of looked at her and I was like, after she just told me what she wanted to do, like she wanted to lose X amount of pounds. And I'm like, do you remember what you just told me? Yeah. Well, is that what you want? And then it was like, ding! <laughs> So you, you have to, you, you, and then, you know, visualizing is one part, but I think where people fall short is after you visualize and see, you got to bust your ass. You, you got to do things that most people won't do. And, you know, if something is, is bad, if you want something bad enough, that's how you have to kind of attack it. You can't have one foot in, one foot out. And that's how I kind of relate heart into, into things of being, you know, fully committed. And anyone, heart, you can't measure heart. And if you go against somebody who has more heart than you and is just as talented as you, you know who's going to win. So if something's important to you, throw yourself into it and don't worry about the what ifs. Go after what you want. So it's it's you're always I'm always going after the, the perfect scenario of how I want things to turn out. OK, so you know what, Tommy, you've, you've kind of you've gone through two of the. S and the H, mm-hmm. right? The, so, okay, let's go through the shred and then we'll yep. backtrack and go through other things. So you've done yep. the heart. So what would the R be then? Resilience. Um, because obviously nothing, nothing coming, that's where nothing comes easy. And, you know, it's, you get two people in a room or you get one team versus another team. One team, you're going to take some shots. You're going to take some, you know, it's not going to be easy, but, you know, are you going to get up again? And then I guess, I guess playing sports my entire life, once I got into coaching, I really started to understand some of these coaches that I had. That was just like, I was like, oh, even though I was one of the guys who was always pushing, 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 I got where they were coming from. Yeah, they're going to put you in scenarios that are not ideal for you in the worst case scenario, because when push comes to shove, you don't have time to think. So, you you know. You have to you, you have to fall, you have to learn, and you have to be resilient. And the more you kind of push through and push through comfort zones, um, the easier things come become over time. It's just it's like somebody who wants to lose ten pounds, and they have a hard time losing ten pounds in a year, but somebody has just lost a hundred pounds in eighteen months. That person for a hundred pounds, they they wanted it. They had ups and downs, and you know failure, and they're starting from a worse place, but. 
they really wanted it. They had their heart in it. They saw themselves as a healthier, um, more fit person. Um, and that's what they went after. And those are the ones and those are the type of mentalities that, that make it through. Okay. Can I just stop you there for a second? Yeah. Those last 10 pounds really are the hardest yeah. to lose. Like, do you not think like, I mean, especially even like that person that lost the hundred pounds, that mm -hmm. last 10 pounds of where they're looking for is usually the hardest. Am, is, is that correct? And is there something because of it? Like it just becomes harder to it, lose well, those final pounds. It's harder. I mean, the, the closer you get to your goal, the more shit is going to come in front of you. And sorry for swearing. <laughs> it's good. We're good with this one. I'm not working in local television anymore. <laughs> so that's, that's where it gets tough. That's where it gets murky and cloudy. And that's why a lot of people don't finish because that's where they're like, Oh, no, I, I can't do it. And you know, that's where you got to kind of push through and, and buckle down and, and, you know, kind of go back to your why. Like, and if something, as I said, is big enough and important enough to you, you're going to push through. Um, I listen to a lot of different, uh, you know, speakers and spoken word kind of things. And Damon John has one. And, you know, the saying, uh, his saying is, uh, you know, when one door closes, another one opens. But the hallway's a bitch. It's not going to be easy. Again, otherwise, everybody would do it. Um, you, you are going to have to dig down and you are going to have to be resilient. And you are going to have to really buckle down because you're going to have to do something different than what you're normally doing for that last 10. So, and that goes for everybody. Um, you look at any type of athlete, compared to anybody else, there's, you know, super fit and super people, but compared to other people that are just as talented as them are, as they are, if they, they don't really work at it, it's, it's not, it's not going to happen. And that's, that's where you have to push yourself further and really just talk to yourself. It's, it's all for you. You know, when people used to say, oh, I'm sorry, sorry, I didn't get the extra rep, I go well, they started me. They started yourself, <laughs> because you're you're the one that you know you're leap putting yourself here instead of continuing to push the uh, push the level in your comfort zone. I think a lot of people who have been there recognize what that that extra rep represents and what mm -hmm. it actually really really means in, in that journey. Okay, so R. Then we have the E. Efficiency, um, making things as easy as possible for you. Um, you know, we set up so many different obstacles for ourselves. And then if you know you have a hard time, you know, if we're talking about working out or going to the gym, start building a routine just like anything else. Um, you can condition it into you, into a routine at the beginning. It's going to be hard. But the more you kind of follow through, then you do it. So, you know, set up a routine first thing in the morning. For me, I started through, COVID, uh, through the whole pandemic. I started, okay, I'm going to get up every morning. And I'm going to spend the first half hour and give it to myself, um, meditating, um, st stretching, whatever. And then I started at the beginning, it was tough. And then it's like, okay, okay. And then I started, I moved my workouts to the afternoon, which I, I would normally do them in the morning or midday. And then I started out, oh, oh I like working out this time again, because <laughs> I have more energy. I'm stronger. Um, kids are done school and things like that. So it's setting up a schedule for yourself or setting up a scenario that makes it easy for you to complete your task. Um, if you have a problem with eating or, you know, binging, have some ready-made snacks ready available for you. So whether it's cut, you know, cut up some veggies and have those, it's way easier if you're hungry or something to grab something like that. than like, Oh, I got to cut the, you're not going to do it. So 
when I say being efficient, you want to, that's going to make it as, make, make things as easy as possible for you um, to complete whatever it is or whatever task you're going after. Okay. And then the D? Discipline. It holds everything up. Without discipline, you're nothing. Um, and that's really following, discipline means following the rules. And I think the best way how I describe things to people, everybody has their, their things that they do. And my thing is, I'll be like, what do you do when the lights are off, when nobody's looking? And, you know, that's what people don't see. Do you, you know, if nobody's looking, do you take it easy? Do you cheat? Do you slough off? Or do you just push even harder? And you have to be that person that's going to, you know, do what you're supposed to do, regardless of who's paying attention or looking at you. Because when it comes down to it, you never really know. And you never know. Um, you never know when you're being judged, so give it your best at, at every opportunity because you don't have another chance to, to go back after it. And if you're going to do something, do, go into it you know, full steam ahead. Like If you're going to train and, oh, I don't like training, start telling yourself you like training. You know, I hated jogging. And I, so much to the fact that I can remember in Winnipeg, it was the out, one of the off-seasons I stayed there. You it stayed was, in Winnipeg for an the, off season. The first one, the first. Oh off my season. gosh! Okay. Minus <laughs> minus fifteen in the old Winnipeg Stadium, running stairs, and I can remember saying to myself, "As soon as I'm retired, this stuff, I'm done. I'm done with the running. <laughs> I'm done with the running." And <laughs> that's just how how it was. But I had to. I did, do certain things. So Mike Pringle was one of the, you know, Hall of Fame, obviously running back. And I had a picture of Mike on in front of the treadmill when we had a, a speed treadmill because, you know, I'd be chasing him half the time in game. So that's what made, that's, you know, how I would use kind of visualization uh, and keep myself disciplined of not slacking off. Or, you know, if I didn't feel like training one day, and then it's, I wonder what so-and-so is doing. I wonder what so-and-so is doing, and that would get me out. So whatever it is, that discipline has to be there, and it has to be uh, paramount. Okay, so I'm listening to the shred, and I love it, and I'm going to come back to a couple of things that you actually mentioned in that uh, throughout the conversation. Does this apply to an 18-year-old's athlete looking to get a scholarship or looking to make an impact or looking to make a team, and does it apply to that same character you would have met on your tv show who was looking to get married and fit into that dress and does it apply to that first time mom who is looking at her body going will i ever get my body back after being pregnant like where does that whole shred encompass or can you be are you able to differentiate between each of these stages with each different person that it can apply it it applies to everything it applies to everything and everyone and everything that you do um, as I said, for the strength part, when we talk about mental strength, it doesn't matter if you have a fitness goal, if you have a, a financial goal for a job or something. If you went in, into an interview and you wanted to work at a certain place, you wouldn't set yourself up by like, oh, I'm never going to get hired. I'm never going to get hired. They're not going to hire me. Oh, I wanted to work there so bad. I can't believe they're not going to hire me and then go to the interview and expect good things to happen. What do you do? You send them your best. You look your best. You get all done up and you present the best possible version of yourself for that thing that you wanted. It doesn't matter. Same thing with fitness. Same thing if you want to lose, you lose weight. What, like, what do you want? What's your end result? You know 
I mean, you don't need anybody to tell you that if you did something every day, if you work on getting stronger, do something to get stronger every day, you're going to get stronger at it. You're going to, you will get better at it. It's just a matter of putting in the time and being committed to putting in the work. And that's where the discipline comes in. So I think for, and you know, when I talk about shred, I've spoke to hundreds of different corporations of different sizes across the country. And I've just applied it to what they do or, you know, what, what their, their population employee population um, is after. And because it does work um, and it's tried, tried and true, you know, I went to, I played football in college. I was one of the 2% of people in the world who get to play professionally. I did that for 11 years. And then I transitioned that into fitness, into training. And that turned into a couple TV shows and different acclamations kind of thing. And then it was into film as an actor and a stunt performer who, you can count the number of stunt performers. You know, there's not that many. So, I'm not picking these jobs with low bars of entry. These are high bars of entry, but I use the same mentality in each and every one of them. And that's what's kind of continued to push me on. Um, even with the pandemic, you know, my thing was, okay, don't know how long this is going to be happening. So I'm going to make myself as strong as possible. And I started working on my shoulders. I always had shoulder issues and, you know, kind of re reprogramming um, from the bottom up. And so using that same type of mentality. What have you found most people have done in the in the pandemic? You know what? I, a lot of people will know. I I mean, I like my daily workouts. I need my workout, like psychologically and chemically. I need I need my daily workout, and it's 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 the chemicals that I'm chasing, right? And mm -hmm. I know it. And so, in order to stay accountable, I was going to do the workout anyway. But I started to do these Facebook Live workouts. So every morning at nine a.m., I pressed live, and then the next thing I know, I'm getting like. 900, 900 views on them. And I've got this loyal following and I've got people that every single day have checked in because it was their accountability. And I saw this group over the last three and a half, four months, like become accountable to each other. Like mm -hmm. they all had to check in and say that they were there and good morning and they were good to go. And then, you know, they would get on and start talking about, oh, I got on the scale and it hadn't moved. And I saw those comments and I was like, no, like scales are gone. Everyone is, I want everyone throwing out their scales because it's going to be how you feel. And it's going to be that in two months time, you're actually going to sign in to do this workout because gosh, like you're craving it, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's changing that. But this was like a really great committed group that I came across and we kept each other motivated. Have you felt like you've seen that and that people have chosen to use this time to be better or to start and kickstart their program because so many of the times, and I know you've heard these excuses, I don't have time. I can't get there. I'm at the office all day and then I sit in traffic. And then by the time I get home, it's too late. Like people are saving at least an hour in commute time. I'm like, yeah. that's your, that's your hour to work out. Like it's, it's almost like this was the time where excuses couldn't be as predominant in why they weren't taking care of their health. Um, I've seen both. Um, I, I think there's one, it's one of two camps, that camp that you just described, which I know a lot of people fall in that category. And it, you know, it, it really helped them take care of themselves for the first time of truly, you know, taking care of themselves. And I see, I've seen and witnessed the other camp that, you know, ah, this is, you know, down in the dumps and depressed and just not happy. And, oh, my gyms are closed. My gym is closed. 
you know, when, you know, there's, there's free workouts and these all tips, kinds of different things that are happening. And I think it really comes down to the mentality of what, what people want. And um, I think the ones that want to progress and, and move on and get better have all kind of joined something or, you know, said, okay, the time is now. And that's one of the great things that I think um, that I've seen out of this whole process that, you know, you can't say that there's never a silver lining in when, when people are dying, but um, I think people finally took care of themselves, started taking care of themselves for the first time and without judgment. And, you know, nobody was, nobody was putting on makeup and getting all done up. And, you know, you, it came down to the, the bare bones. It was, you know, it's like low tide. You, you see what everybody's wearing, uh, what their true selves are. And um, that was really good to see. Obviously it was, you know, probably the most difficult time for a lot of others as well. So I definitely, understand that and there's different reasons and issues and things tied to that but uh i think ultimately you got to have that belief and that thought that every day is going to get better and today i'm going to give it everything i have doesn't matter what happened yesterday and you know my thing and through a lot of the list people i've been listening to and and you know the spoken words and motivational talks is you know my goal every day is to be better than yesterday and that's you know when i wake up i have my my little things that I do and that's like today is going to be better than yesterday. And okay. that's, that's how I try to live my life. Can I ask you, let's go through that. I get up and before I put my feet on the ground, I say today's going to be a great day. Yep. So you just said something. So what, let's go through, what is it that you who have been practicing and who've lived this lifestyle, what mm-hmm. is that first, those first couple minutes or that process that you were talking about for you? Um, today, to, well, today is going to be a great day. I'll usually get up and I'm usually the first one that's up. Um, I, I tr- avoid social media. Um, I'll, there's a book that I have. Where is it? Probably over here. I'll talk about flow because uh, I'm very interested in flow states and, you know, I, I can get in them and just kind of, I'm learning a lot more about them um, just, you know, through athletics. So I, something with that, um, that shoulder program that I told you is first thing in the morning. So I'll go downstairs and one of the motivation, I think it's called Good Vibes on iTunes. Um, and it's a gratitude one. And, you know, that, and I'll play that. So I listen to that while looking out the window. It's because I am very grateful. And, you know, and that's, okay. that's, that's how I start my day. Would you say that you now practice gratitude? Yes. Like, is that, when did that start for you? Consistently during over the last couple of months. It's always been there and as always, but, you know, you let everything else kind of flood your day. And what I've kind of learned, and, you know, when you talk about building habits, I know if I, first thing in the morning before anybody's up, nobody's bugging me. Nobody, nobody has to be, I don't have to respond to anybody at, you know, six or seven in the morning. Um, so well, what do you want to do? And, you know, I, you know, I, I've stopped drinking for bouts of time. So mornings for me are very, like, clear and it doesn't really matter what time I go to bed, five or six o'clock. I'm like, you're ready to go. I, where I would always go back to sleep before. Now I get up and I take that time for myself. And then I think it just, it starts the day off a lot better. Uh, you also mentioned uh, probably about 15 minutes ago, you brought in the word meditation. Yes. So did you, when did you incorporate that into the world? Again, I meditated probably for, well, not probably, for the first time when I was 16. And uh, I was, yeah, 
football championship and we had somebody come in, a friend of the coach, and she made us meditate, which, you know, we thought it was kind of crazy at the time. Yeah, that's and, a while uh, ago. I, I don't yeah, want to date uh, us, but. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> yep. If, I, if I'm fair to say, like 30 years ago, like when meditation wasn't like a, a buzzword or, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but over the last, I'd say over the last five years, just more, just more and more. Um, and now, now it's, now it's gotten to a daily thing and same thing. It's, I, I kind of tie that in, in the morning as well. And just, again, it's, it's kind of sets the intention for the day. And I know this stuff works. And even when I'm in a bad mood, I'll, I'll try listening to something like that. Whereas before I, I would feed my bad mood with other stuff that wouldn't, would keep me in that mood. Um, now I'll listen to something that's positive and I'll be like, all right, all right. And then I move on from there and I feel a lot better from doing it. And, you know, just, it's a lot, you just get to release. You don't hold on to things. Okay. So we've talked a little bit there on the, on the spiritual side of yes. things. And, and I think we can connect that way, but we're, I know from our personalities, we're both coming at it. Elite athletes, go, go, can discipline ourselves. Can, we could incorporate that shred program in pretty easily. Like I'm, I can identify with that. A lot mm -hmm. of people though, wish for that or would like that don't know how to get there so where does one start i mean where does one even start physically for you when you're working with a client or you are working with a guest on the tv show what was the what was step number one getting them just finding out what they really want what you know lights are off nobody's following you like this is me and you talk like what what do you want like is it to fit into a dress or is it to lose weight? And then once you find out what the bare bones are, then it's a lot easier to go after. So now you know what the base of it is. As I said, then it becomes something that's real to you and tangible. And I'll be like, okay, well, what, what does that look like to you? Oh, I, well, I'd be able to do this. I'd be able to do this and this and that. And then that's, that's where you start. So start with things. That's what you want to do. So reverse, basically reverse engineer it, come back to it. And then, set up your pro like if you're working with somebody obviously okay we're going to go do this this month this this month this is going to be our goal so you're always working towards something and you have little wins along the way as you know as opposed to don't celebrate don't eat shit and you know you're going to starve yourself and you know a year from now you're going to look great <laughs> it doesn't work what what works for you like what have been um your type of training like is it is it to start is it to go for a walk is it to walk run is it to you know st I, we're, I it's hard right now because people are slowly going to be starting to go back into the gyms but a lot of people have become quite accustomed to these home workouts but what do you find has been the most effective way for you to get beginners to move just get them moving everybody's different if they don't have a, a background of, of exercise just get them moving could be walks could be you know, okay, we're going to, you know, run around or do little jogs like fart lick training, um, stuff like that. Just go be outside. If they, if they like being outside, bring them outside at the beginning. If they like, if they don't mind being inside, bring them in and, and make it fun. Um, I, I think, you, or make them join, if they like working with people, get them working with somebody. Um, so they kind of, kind of push each other. And I think people respond, you got to, everybody's different and everybody responds differently. And I think one of the things that have made me successful and, you know, it's a result I know as, you know, from playing football, of you know, having to deal with multiple different personalities to get one job done. So I know I can yell at you 
but I know I can't yell at you. And I know if he yells at you, I know what, so it's knowing how to talk to people and knowing what kind of pushes their buttons. And that's how I kind of operate, even on the shows and stuff, um, you know, behind the scenes, you know, a lot of stuff that people didn't see, you know, I trained everybody, you know, I was with them three times a week, like without cameras and everything like that. So I, I knew them. I, I knew what I could get away with and say to them. And, you know, it just made it a lot easier and just knowing personalities and that way they know I'm pushing them and working for them. Um, you know, when I work with different actors and they're trying to, you know, they need, they want to look really good or lean out for something where, you know, it's a shirtless scene and, you know, I'll be training them like, Oh, tired. I'll call them by their, 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 character. their character's name. Oh yeah. It's like, damn, what would they, what would they do right now? And they can, then they kind of look at me and I was like, yeah. <laughs> Now I would think there's a film and there's a there's a big film industry out in Vancouver. Are you well, working? Yeah. Yes. Yep. I've been in it for 13 years, and you know, just more and obviously when I had my shows, I had to pause on the stunt side. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a great industry. I can't wait till we're we're up and running again. But uh, that's that's been you know amazing as well because again, working with different people from all over the world. Um, on the stunt side, different talents on the acting side, different talents and, you know, learning something from, from everybody. And I think that's how you evolve and that's how you grow. Um, so, that, you know, for me, my shred mentality continues to grow and I hear different stories and, and get to work with people of different levels and, and different goals. So, yeah, it's, it's for me, it's fun. Okay. Can I ask you some of the tips and tricks then if you're working with some of these Hollywood um actors who need to look a certain way to play a certain character that uh-huh. the other people on the watching the screen goes, Oh my God, I want to look like that. <laughs> how hard is it? Like how, what do they have to go through to be able to take on the physical aspect of what a role entails? It's, it's, you know, it's tough. And I, I give, you know, I've worked with a lot of lead actors um, who their schedule, it's crazy. It's, you know, they all, you know, all of them will have, most of them will have assistants that are setting up their days and they're going from here to there. Um, and, you know, if for people who haven't done it before and oh, acting is easy, it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> Especially when you're the lead person, you're in every scene. And on top of that, you're, you have stunt, you know, stunt training and then, you know, physical training. Um, it's, it's a lot. So, um, you know, that's why they're far and few between and, and the ones that are, you know, that I've had the opportunity to work with have been really, really good and kind of given everything into the process. Because, um, again, they they know what they want. They know what they want from the character and they're willing to, to give everything to it. So does that come down to the discipline side of the shred mentality? If they have a character, they need to bulk up or lean out or look like a superhero. I mean, it it's not it's not all camera angles there's a lot of hard work that actually has to go into that there's and again i can't speak for everybody but um the ones that i've worked with um work extremely hard the males and the females because they want to look their best i mean for most people who are you know are going to be in tank tops or shirtless or something like that i don't care who you are you want to look you want to look your best (laughs) so you're gonna you know you're gonna bust your ass and and all of them do do you put them through as I'm coming back to that slow eight count down, eight count up for my abs? What for you is a good trigger for people who, let's go, for people who have been working out but can't seem to get that final couple pounds or that that 
layer that little layer of fat you know do you know what i'm talking about like there's yeah. people that have kind of have always been active and athletic but they can't quite get to that photoshopped body that they're looking for if i'm trying to make any sense here because a lot of people get frustrated at that last stretch they get frustrated at the last stretch but you got to take a look take a look at what you've done over the last little bit and then you're going to see what you have to do to to improve that so for people who are very, very active and, and you know, financially, or sorry, physically literate, um, that might mean adding more interval intervals into your workout. And sometimes I'll have like little bouts at the, you know, halfway through a session or at the end of a superset, I'll go on, you know, on a spin bike or a rowing machine, a quick 500 meters going you know, full out. Um, I'll throw a few of those in there because those are, are things that I'm not used to doing. So you're going to push your body to, to work more. You know, if you've got, you know, you're reaching 15 reps, so you got 15 reps of this, it doesn't mean like, oh, 14, 15, 14, 15. It's like 12, 13. So, you you know, whether you're adjusting your weight and, you know, if you want to do things safely, slow your tempo down. And by tempo, I mean how slow you're moving. So, you know, this would be a very slow tempo that doesn't matter what you're lifting. It's going to feel very, very heavy, very fast because you have more time under tension as opposed to just burning through things. Much like when we're doing the, the leg drops, by going slow, you're forcing your stabilizers and your abs to brace as opposed to just letting your legs drop and then trying to catch catch your legs on the bottom, prevent it, your heels from touching, and then your hip flexors are fried. <laughs> so, A lot of, uh, one of the things that I've often said is, is our muscles have amazing memory. And if mm -hmm. we're re the repetition that I think I see a lot of people and I used to see at the gym when everyone was still going to the gym is you get into the habit of doing the same thing over. How often are you changing up the workouts and how often do you suggest people constantly keep it the, the body guessing? Um, for me, it's, it's different because I'm doing different things at different times, depending on if I'm, you know, in an acting role or from a, you know, in a stunt doubling role or. Um, but I think this from last December 20, 28th, last of 2019, I worked out every day for a minimum of 30 minutes. And when I say worked out every some days are mental, some days are walking. It's not all killing myself in the gym, but basically I've put a full year's worth of workouts together because I will be 50 this year, July in July. That's Good for you. Look at you. I should mention like, He's, you're like pumping chest right now. <laughs> class of 70, class of 70. Um, so I have four to, anywhere between four to six weeks. And then going through different phases, I've put my body through different phases. I'm, I'm writing a book as well. So I've kind of documented photos through, you know, month by month, according to what I've, what my eating was like, what my, you know, extras, extracurricular activities were like. Um, you know, how much cardio. So I kind of, I know what I've done and here's my goal at the beginning. Um, so there's some phases where I wanted to put weight on. Um, so I'd put myself through a different uh, workout and I kind of put a program together for everybody else that's going to give a full year's worth and it'll let you know what to expect with certain types of workouts. So this is interesting. So it's actually, it's based on a year. Yep. Okay, you know, oftentimes you kind of pick up a book and it kind of gives you the rundown of what you should be doing, but you're actually taking people through. So is it almost like um, like a daily, like you're checking in every day to every see day. what you're doing? So you've created a year long and you're in the midst of, of going through it. Um, yeah, I've got sure. a month left. 
That's impressive. What was it for you? Because you've written before. Why did you want to write this style or to do it this way? Um, this one, this one, I wanted to gear something towards men, first of all, um, because they're not men in, you know, the 40, 40 to 80 plus, um, because there's not much that's out there. And I think, uh, um, a lot of guys will kind of give up women too, but guys will give up. And then, uh, you know, when I look at my friends and my group of, you know, there's all of us have stayed in shape. All of us still look relatively the same. Like if you saw a picture of us younger, you'll know that that's us. Whereas, you know, some people you're like, whoa, whoa. what happened? Yeah. And then it's not just the, the physical uh, aesthetics. It's, it's the health, health part of it. Um, so I wanted to put something again, obviously working with the Canadian Men's Health Foundation and being one of their national champions, I've learned kind of more about men's health and different, uh, things that they're trying to capture. And I think, um, you know, putting something together, which gives the Coles notes, regardless of where somebody's starting of a full year's worth of, of activity, um, where, where it can take them. Hmm. Okay. I just lost you for a second, but I think you're actually still there. So I'm, I'm going to. Yeah, yeah, you're still good. Yeah, I got you. I lost you for a second, but I think we're good. This is the beauty of uh, not being in my studios and stuff and face to face (laughs) with uh, actual people. It's great Uh, because you were starting to talk about that. And and I love that there's that focus on the men because oftentimes we're kind of so, so often gearing it, right? We think women. Yeah. When we're thinking weight loss and all this stuff. But the thing is, I, I, and I hate to say this, but it drove me nuts. That, that whole dad bod thing, that whole, mm-hmm. the dad bod that went viral and people were like, and I'm just like, how is this, how is this happening? How are we like, you know, but then again, I'm, re- I'm, re- I'm on top I'm of Tony, right? Yeah. I'm reinventing the dad bod. In a different way. Yes. Healthier way but that it can be done. And I look at it now and it's more, especially if you're talking about that 40 to 85 plus bracket you were speaking of, it's, it's heart health. It's, yeah. you know, cholesterol, it's, it's being around for your family. There's so many different factors that are going to sneak up as you age. And it, it hits you quickly. You know, I, you know, I lost my dad five years ago, um, but he wasn't, he wasn't a healthy person. So when he did get sick, I knew it was only a matter of time. And, you know, I've seen other, you know, all my, you know, my friends' parents and we're at that age where parents are starting to fall off. And for me, training different people of different ages, you know, you get to hear the stories of, of, you know, from people that are older. And, you know, when you're younger, you're like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever, you're not listening. But it's just, you know, people are trying to, people are telling you, giving you knowledge of, of you know, Here's what kind of happens. And then, you, you know, you can be healthy. And then all of a sudden things, things happen all the time to different people. But what I do know is that if you spend your time keeping yourself healthy, keeping yourself as strong as you possibly can, if for whatever reason you do get sick, um, you're going to be mentally prepared to deal with it and, and overcome it. Um, I've worked with a lot of people in cancer foundations and things like that. And one of the main things I've noticed about survivors who... You know, when I when I'm talking to them and, you know, oh, yeah, they gave me six months and they gave me a year, you know, five, five years plus later. But and it's all here because now you're living for for you and you're living for the day and taking advantage of, of, again, the blessings. And that's that's with the gratitude that you're you know, we spoke of earlier. That's why it it really pushes me a lot more now. When you talk about this age bracket, 
uh, who might be coming into this having not been active and going to the gym in their younger years and are opting and, and courageously taking it up now. How much does weightlifting and uh, lifting weights into this? Because oftentimes they're, they're, they're really, there's a fear factor around it. And mm-hmm. how much do you push that in? And that even at 70 to, to lift a weight is going to be of benefit. The first couple of months anyway are, are primarily body weight um, for, for most people, unless unless they have a, a background. There's going to be different, I've, I've put a few different programs together for people, for you know the beginner, the intermediate, the advanced. Um, but body weight at first and just kind of moving around, trying to like finding your body again. Um, you know, I can remember when, when I do my boot, when I was doing my boot camps and things like that, and I had older, older participants and, you know, would be in rubber, you know, floors, padded floors. And then some of the warm up, I'd be, I'd have them rolling, just kind of rolling and like, what are you doing? I'm like, at some point you're going to fall. And when you fall, you want to know how to fall. And how to land, how to roll, so you just get right back up again, as opposed to breaking your hip. Um, so just different movement patterns that people um, either have never learned or they've kind of fallen out of, and then kind of progress from there. Because again, the the worst thing you want to do is go too fast, um, too soon. Um, it's it's a lifelong thing, and it's something that uh, people have to have that that attitude. And I think that's what switches people off. You know, oh, it's it's not happening. Well, you didn't get. You, Took you, you didn't do anything for 15 years and you think it's going to come back in one, <laughs> you will improve, but it's going to take time and, you know, and you will get tested. And when you do, you just have to keep on going. How much is it based on weight loss that most people still, it's weight loss, they say getting healthier, but weight loss seems to be the number one factor over illness or prevention in that sense. I think, yeah, it def- weight loss is definitely the, the main thing. I think, especially until somebody's up into their 60s, I think that you're going to hear whatever, it doesn't matter what they're telling you, it's weight loss. <laughs> and uh, once, once you know, you get in your 50s and 60s, then the health part, but I mean, that incorporates weight loss also. Um, if you're taking care of yourself and you're being healthy, you, know, you are going to lose weight. You are going to make better choices. Um, you are going to exercise more to keep yourself strong and, and keep yourself going. Are you of the mentality that it's 80% what happens in the kitchen and diet and 20% exercise? Or where, where would you fall in that? I'm a 50-50 guy. 50-50, huh? 50-50. Well, okay. So that's, that's that. okay. Explain to me your numbers. Well, you can't have one without the other. Oh, well, okay. I know, but I'm surprised that you are as as split down the middle, where no, as most people come yeah. in. You do you do need to eat properly. Like I, for me, for instance, mm-hmm. I can I can, and obviously, you know, my my metabolism might be a little bit different, and I've never been out of shape. I've never let myself get out of shape, but I've eaten like crap before for long periods of time. And but I was training every day and I kept looking the same. Um, there's been times where I've been injured and I haven't been able to train, but I've been eating well. I'm not looking the same and I'm weaker and softer. So that's why I say it's 50 50. It's like it's like it's like going to a, it's like going to a bank and stealing all the change. What? If you why steal the change? Like you're gonna if you get caught, you get caught anyway. So if you're gonna do it, 
do it all. So whatever is the hardest thing for you to, to do, if you're, if you're great, if your diet is really good, focus on training and being more active. If your training is really good and your diet's crap, start to incorporate a few healthier meals you know, each day, um, salads and things like that, and, you know, and stay away from like the fast foods and the simple carbs and, the, you know, the things and the, and the fad diets. Um, <laughs> if you can't do something yeah. for the rest of your life, don't do it. What are some of the things that you would say, if you, if you don't mind staying on some of the don'ts, you know, like um, pet peeves of yours that you see that people do? I, like oftentimes for me, I'll see people on an elliptical just kind of letting the machine do the work. And I want yeah. to tell them to, I, 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 I feel bad, but I kind of want to say, just get off <laughs> because yeah. you're, you're well, wasting yeah. your time. Like what are, what for you are some of your pet peeves or that you would like people to know so that they're saving time, energy, and it can be used in a better way? If you are able to watch a show or read anything at all and you say you're doing cardio, you are not doing cardio. <laughs> um, fast Fasting is great for some, but not recommended for most. Um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, I know oh, you got more, yeah. Lift, lifting weights will not make you, you I, I know you put weight on quickly, but will not make you bigger and stronger from lifting weights every once in a while. Um, what else? What else? That's another good one. There, there's, there's, oh. Hey, Tommy, hey, how you doing, man? Oh, good, good, man. Oh, no, I've been trying to lose weight and I, I've, been, I've been trying this and trying that. And, and then I'm talking to them and I'm like, well, that really sucks, man. It's too bad you don't know anybody who who might be able to help you out with some of this stuff. You know, <laughs> I've had that more times. And oh, I'm gonna train with you, but I want to get myself in better shape first. Okay. <laughs> you know, we have coaches for so many things, and yet sometimes people don't realize that they need that this is something that will help them get to their goals, get to things faster mm -hmm. or get them on the right path. Yeah. I find people waste a lot of time doing the wrong things when they could have just had the right information. Well, I it look at it. I look at it as an investment in yourself and, you know, I've had coaches. I'll continue to have different coaches for different things that I'm trying to get better at or more skilled at. Um, you know, there's, there's other coaches or other trainers that, I know are really good in certain things. So I'd be like, Hey, I'm doing this, uh, this, I want to achieve this in this strength program. Um, what are your ideas or, you know, they'll give me a little program or different ideas so I can, I look at things a little bit differently. Um, cause it's an investment in myself. I, I want to improve. Um, so don't try and invent, you know, invent something that's already there. Um, if you ask, ask for some help, ask for a bit of guidance. Um, if you're with a trainer, it doesn't mean you have to be with your trainer every day. There's some people that I'll train that train, they train all the time. They'll train with me every couple of weeks for something different and I'll throw something different at them and then they can just add to their repertoire. Um, it's always an investment in yourself and you can always gain something out of it. So do you, just coming from a trainer background, I think a lot of people get sucked into having to invest in these year-long plans, you know, and if they're going to get a trainer, it's got to be for this long and this many sessions. Do you agree with that? Or do you think that there's an ability for people to come and learn and then try and then come back? Like, 
I, 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 I'm not saying this in a negative way, but I find sometimes the fitness industry has ruined that ability for people to, to come and go a little bit than having to make these year long investments. Yeah. I mean, it's mostly the big box gyms that will do that because the people that are selling you these memberships are relatively new for the most part in the industry. And that's part of their mandate and part of the job that they have to do. Um, I know tons of, uh, you know, independent trainers. I do pack, I, I like do patches, packages of 10, but I do offer single, single sessions as well. Um, I don't know any that have, you know, I, there, I'm sure there's a few, but that have year long things pay as you go and things change. And, you know, um, yeah, it's, I, I wouldn't sign up long, long term, but have your long term plans and, that way, if it's it forces whoever you're, it's 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 like dealing with a landscaper. Mm-hmm. You can give them all the money at the beginning, but where's where's the motivation for them to show up every day and do what they're supposed to do? Not saying that they won't if they right. if they're good at what they do and they respect themselves in their work, but pay as, do it as you go. Set up packages. You can always make deals with people. Um, but packages. I like packages, but not in not than any more than ten. Um, but some people, I'm sure they have six month packages, year long packages, um, which for some people it may, you know, it forces you to go. But again, if you're going to go and you really don't want to be there, really, what are you giving into the process? Or if you're going to go, you know, and I'll tell people, I see you an hour, an hour during the day, there's 23 other hours that I have no idea what you're doing, but I can tell if you're progressing from what we're doing and, you know, I can see if you're making progress, and if you're not, what else? What else is going on here? And those are different, just different things that people have to look at. Where would you say, as I'm looking at the clock, um, for you, reading material, people that have inspired you, books that you recommend? Do you have a list that you could hand off? Let's... The Rise of Superman by Stephen Cotter. Cotter. Very, very good. Stealing Fire is another one by same the same author. Those are the, the last two books that I've, I've read. Um, and again, for me, it's like I look more towards self-improvement, um, just different ways of, you know, life hacks, um, different ways to kind of that I can try different things out to kind of improve my quality of life. And yeah, I just kind of keep an open mind, you know, for the longest time, you know, I, you know, the electronics came in and oh, yeah, I'm going to get this. I don't read any of them, but the hardcover or like, you know, if I have a book book, I'll, uh, I'll get, oh, yeah. it. I need a book. I, I, I need to sit and have something in my hands and something to, to have on a bookshelf after to reflect and, and look at it and say, oh, that was good. I like, though, how you said life hacks, some of the life hacks that you've. So if you can, in my last couple of seconds, if you have like three life hacks that you that you live by or that you do or you incorporate, can you spit them off? Train every day. Um, every day. Um, they, th- say, they say 30 minutes a day, five days a week. That's the minimum. That's not. That's that's not even average. That's just the minimum that you're supposed to. So if you give minimum effort, you're gonna get minimum results. So that's one of the kind of life hacks that I use on a daily basis. Um, one thing I say to myself at the end of the day: Did I get weaker or did I get stronger? Um, 
and that's very often you know, evident and you're dealing with yourself, these are, you know, self, self-asking questions and just kind of, yeah, for me, it's keeping an open mind for, you know, I know for me, I have uh, different things for the body from rollers and things like that. I mean, I'm a big proponent of chiropractors and massage therapists, but also take some time out for yourself. So I've gotten a lot of stuff, mobility um, style stuff from uh, Kelly Starrett. Um, he's got a site called The Ready State, which is really good. Um, and I, I kind of do a little bit of that every day as well, which will, the more mobile you are, um, the healthier you're going to become. And from for what I've put my body through, through, you know, 25 years of professional, fo- or, well, professional football and stunts, um, it's it's been put through the ringer. So you got to take care of your body. And those are, those are some hacks, I think, that are super important is mobility. Oh. Okay, so in that hack, then, if your 30 minutes of movement doesn't necessarily have to be hardcore go-go, but mm-hmm. with a good stretch and a good holding a position or physio or mobility training, that Absolutely. for you would be of equal value to longevity. Absolutely. Um, we spend so much time sitting in our chairs and, you know, we, we all have our little devices, whether it's an uh, iPad or a phone or things like that. Um, so we got to move, you got to be, you got to be mobile. Um, you know, stretching has taken on a few, a few different iterations, I think now. Um, so I do things a lot differently than I used to. Um, I stopped icing actually last year as well. Um, from, you know, I've heard different things about it before, but I was just stuck in that old school. And that's what I mean about learning and continuing continuing education. I go, oh no, you know, we always put ice on and that. And then you then you start reading stuff and it's, you know, the icing will make you feel better, but you know, you end up, you know, inhibiting the healing process because you stop things from moving. And then it's like, oh, that that makes That would have been fun to know in all of those ice buckets that I had to put my feet in. Every time I broke my ankles, it's like, oh, here we go back into the ice buckets. And then you couldn't move for like an hour afterwards. Somebody you know, asked, it, some, yeah, somebody asked me about that. And I said, you know, when I was reading it, there's, and it does make sense. They said, they're not telling you don't go into ice baths. They're telling you don't ice injuries. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's interesting, right? We're constantly learning and constantly learning what our bodies are capable of. But I find the human body is, is amazing. Are you, are you still kind of in awe of what the human body can accomplish absolutely um and you know for me i don't have any limits um for what i do and you know i regularly train and compete with you know 20 30 year old guys um that you know haven't put their body through as much as i have and you know sometimes they're like are you still doing that and i have i have no limits of it and it's just you know i'm constantly looking for ways to you know, keep myself strong. It's not so much the weight, the weight strong now. Mm-hmm. It's just, I want my joints strong. I want to be mobile. Um, you know, as I said, I've got an eight, eight and a 10 year old daughters. And so I want to be mobile with them. I want to have fun with them and be able to do things with them. And that's, that's part of my main, my main goal. Okay. I'm going to ask you just one question before I go, because it just came up. What are your thoughts as we're trying to keep that human body moving? Are you CrossFit? Do you see the benefits or do you see the harm in some of the things that people are doing to their body? Um, I see more harm than good um, for the majority of people that are doing it. And, you know, with with the big controversy, I I think CrossFit is pretty much finished now. Um, 
but this, the style of training um, is hard on the body. And for if I was in my early 20s and said, okay, well, you this and this and this can happen, but, you know, you can get this, I probably would have been fully in as well if I wasn't playing football or something like that. But for the, you know, the 35-year-old, you know, um, off, office person who wants to get in better shape and get strong, um, they're not going in there with the mentality that I might get hurt. Um, because in, in that type of, you know, environment, you will get hurt. It's just a matter of how bad. And, you know, some people are willing to, to deal with, you know, that's part of the deal and they're fine with that. It's just like me playing football. You know, yeah, I know there's so many things that can happen, but I'm willing, I'm ready, able and willing and it's something I want to do. So, um, so I think just the definition of it has to be clarified by, by, by many people. Yeah, the understanding of heading in. All right, so people can find where I, I know where there's a book in the making. There's mm -hmm. still plenty of material. I've seen stuff on YouTube. So what's constantly coming out and where can people find more information? Um, well, my website is tefitness.com. So tommyeuropefitness.com. And uh, easy way to remember it is trainwithtommy.com. We'll get you to everything you need to do. I've got online training there for uh, you know anybody, whatever you're you're going after. And on July, on August first, the uh, my Shred 365 um, series will be coming out, and that's what we kind of talked about earlier. And that mm -hmm. there's going to be programs for men, women. Um, I'll have a full year's worth of things. And yeah, the the good thing about the personal online training is it's we move things as we go along, and as as scenarios change, it's you know you don't see me live, but um, I am the one putting the programs together and you have direct messaging with me. Mm -hmm. Well, it's good. I mean, and sometimes it's, it's, that's that edge that you need, right? You need someone that I, for me, a lot of it's accountability yeah. is someone that's monitoring and seeing it and, and knowing where the progress is going. Tommy really enjoyed the chat. This has been great. And I, you know, I think the more people that I'm seeing in this arena, the biohackers, those that are kind of looking outside of what we're so used to, Every single person has come in with mindfulness, meditation, breath, movement, mobility. It's like, it's, it's I don't know how many more people who have gone through this need to be kind of repeating so much of the, of the same information. But it's coming at people from so many different areas and backgrounds that eventually the it'll catch People are, are really, I think, really starting to notice. But great to hear all those same kind of positive vibes coming from you, too. Well, thank you very much and thank you for taking the time and yeah, had a no. great chat. It was great to reconnect. Thanks so much to Tommy Europe. I'll have all of the information listed, of course, in the show notes and uh, all of the links to be able to find more information. For everyone who's listening, that is yet another episode of Living Your Life with Leanne Lang. Thanks for listening, for sharing, for letting people know the podcast is out there. And it's always great to see the podcast grow in numbers. Have a great day. It's said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics that allow you to grow your money as kids. This podcast will help you become the money expert among your family and friends. Just remember, anyone can be a cash kid. You just have to learn how to become one. Get ready to grow your financial knowledge and your wallet with the Cash Kid Podcast.